This week we'll be talking about what Xbox and Bethesda could show at their June event, demos and game trials coming to PlayStation Plus, Nintendo Switch Sports, Overwatch 2, and more on Press X to Start podcast. What's up, everyone? I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy. <laughs> I just died there. My body tried to kill me. Sexy bug choices. Jesus. Ugh. Yes, a.k.a. Sexy bad choices. 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 I had my own echo there. Marcus, you don't have to do anything. I just gave you a break. Uh, I am joined by... I am Sean M.F. Ross. Ooh, what the M.F. stand for? More and better than before. More F's oh. and more M's. Oh my gosh. Not okay. exactly in that order. <laughs> and who else is here? I have one of Avery. There's no Valorant on right now. Oh, uh, okay. And Apex just finished. So like, I'm right in between esports right now. So I'm looking for a new fix. Hey, you could always watch uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there is a Halo land on right now, but I'll be honest, I'd rather be caught dead watching a Halo esports. <laughs> or, or, or you can watch some uh, Gundam battle online. Mm-hmm. I, don't, yeah, I don't think there's anything. I, 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 don't, think there's, I don't think there's an esports lead for Gundam I couldn't battle even online. pretend there. <laughs> watch some RX-78s and some EX 2.35s. I don't know none of the fucking things. <laughs> I mean, you had the first I mean, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually pretty impressed. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. If well, a viewer, you shouldn't do that because you are watching a uh, Press XR podcast, and Press XR podcast is a weekly show where we talk about the latest video game news, review the biggest games, and give you our thoughts on the games we are playing. And today, you should definitely uh, check that out because we have some new games to talk about. Our goal is to expand the video game media landscape through an underserved point of view. If you haven't noticed, we're all black. Um, with that being said, now you know who we are, and now you know the fact that Valorant isn't on, so you have no choice but to watch our content. I think it is time for us to jump into the quick hits. <laughs> Avery, take it away. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is from Michael McWhirter from Polygon. Xbox and Bethesda game showcase announced for June 12th. That was story one. I will be there with bells on. Yeah. So um, our, our plan is to do a live reacts to that. So make sure you are following us on our YouTube channel. So you will definitely get the invite to uh, watch with us because I think we should be able to do a live stream instead of just. That's our plan, at least. Plans change. Plan. We did plan yes. to have a swimsuit calendar out by now, but you know. COVID happened. COVID, our, man. Our summer bodies aren't ready. Exactly. Stupid gym and, and people carrying COVID in gym. Can't even go there in peace and work out. Anyways, uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited for this. Um, I don't have Game Pass and I don't have an Xbox. But, you know, plans can change and I could possibly get either one. But, you know, PlayStation Plus, their new package might, um, you know, might change my mind. You know, I might not be able to to get the Xbox Game Pass because I'm spending extra money on the premium edition. I'm not going to do that. Anyways, um, you know, people are are speculating what they're going to possibly see here. And everyone's talking about Starfield showing up. Some people are talking about 
was it a vow? A vow, right? Is it a vow? Not a vow, a vow? Yeah, a vow possibly showing up. I You know what they need? Wait, what, what, they need a sequel to Cameo. Cameo. Elements of Power. It's one of the OG Xbox 360 launch games. It's one of the first games Rare put out for Xbox. Oh. Yeah. It's this vaguely Native American as sexy cartoon character that was on Xbox in the beginning. Wait, I'm looking this up now. <laughs> I'm surprised you never played it. Uh, I mean, he, I will... you, need, you needed an Xbox to do it. <laughs> well, I did have an Xbox, but I had an Xbox. Oh, no, I didn't have 360. No, no. Oh, it's Cameo with a K. Mm-hmm. Oh. This. This looks bad. It was actually pretty fun. Was it? Okay. No, no, no. It was actually a decent game. She, she looks like a <laughs> smaller orchid from Killer Instinct. Made by Rare. So Made by... Mm, they were double dipping. Mm. Ooh, this looks like... Uh, oof. This looks like... Yeah, you just guy. inhabited different animal... Uh, I, I don't think she inhabited whatever she turned, you want to call She turned into various elemental forms. Okay. Yeah. She, oh. It's sort of like a proto-Shantae. Except if it was a okay. 3D platformer game with like yeah. the 360 era brownish sheen on top of it. All right. So what's the odds that we'll, we'll get a sequel to this in this showcase? Absolutely. Zero. None. None at all. Damn it. <laughs> all right. But I mean, it was a highly rated game. I don't see why it got. Let me see. 8.4 out of 10. Like, I don't know why I never revisited that, but whatever. It, it was because it was a launch game. It didn't sell well because it was a launch game. Oh, there you go. Oh. There you yeah. go. Answers. All right. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I want to see what Starfield is going to shape up to be. And I, I think this is where we get that first taste of uh, the, the stars field, you know, um, beyond that. I don't I, I don't I don't know. Like, like, OK, uh, full transparency. I didn't put this story on the list because I literally had nothing to say about what was going to be in this thing. Like, I did a full breakdown a while ago of what Xbox could be showing, what their thing is, and this is me, A.B. Williams, as someone who has been on record as saying I really don't like the Xbox ecosystem, and as a result, I don't... It, it's a rare Xbox game that gets me to be interested in it, and like right now, their current year, outside of maybe Redfall, which I don't, even think, I don't even think I'll like, because it, it, I don't think it's going to be the type of arcane game I want. They're not... They're not going to be showing off any title that I would be like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think the, the, the trailer to Redfall looked really cool. But until I see gameplay like that game has been like the furthest out of my mind. My thing is from from what that trailer tells me it is a class based Left 4 Dead like shooter. Yeah, which is one of those things where I'm like, that's not Arcane's like strong. Like, to be honest. Yeah. It really sounds like this is going to be Arcane's uh, what Bleeding Edge, mm-hmm. a oh, game oh, they no. were a game they were working on before they were like uh, on the back burner before mm-hmm. things happened, and suddenly they got the backing of Microsoft, and Microsoft won things for Game Pass. So like, hey, let's do this because when you yeah. say Arcane, I'm thinking of like uh, stealth based, immersive sim, multiple choices to be made, interesting story. I see Redfall, and I'm like. Okay, you're telling me this is a class-based shooter against fucking uh, vampires. Okay. Yeah. Did they say that it is it is it just PVE or is it PVP? It looks PVE. If, right, if, okay. if there's PVP, what, then you're asking to then compete with every other multiplayer yeah, game exactly, in the exactly, situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's that's what I was kind of worried about. Um, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, we have Redfall. We have. I'm interested to see what Avow looks like more in depth i think my only concern is i feel like 
those games, even though Avow is very much first person hack and slash sorcery or whatever, uh, akin to Skyrim, I am wondering if Elden Ring is going to affect those games in any way. Yes. Here's the thing. Yeah. Elden Ring came out, game of the year. The chance yeah. of Elden Ring going out has to be God of War being immaculate, which is a up in the air. I will say that. Whether that game comes out or whether it can hit the immaculance of what the first one can. And yeah. then Starfield has the difference between God of War and Starfield. Bethesda has something to prove with Starfield. That's Yeah. See, my thing, okay, we'll, we'll jump to the next story, but like I, we're on a we're on a good uh tangent. And I feel like I feel like out of the three games, you have God of War, you have Elden Ring, and you have Starfield. I feel like God of War has to do the most legwork because it's a sequel. But I think, I think Starfield has to Well, it- the thing is, like, I feel like the fan base for for Bethesda games is just as strong as the fan base for Dark Souls games. And I, I feel like well, okay, okay. I agree with you on that. Yeah. You also remember, Starfield is an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. And Elden Ring is definitely multiplayer. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless they say some shit like this Skyrim in space, then it ain't gonna drive sales. And then, yeah. well, couple, okay, but wait, 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 you couple, wait, wait, you couple that with the fact with Bethesda's last release was Fallout seventy six. That's why I'm saying they have a lot more work to go into. Yeah, but 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 the the wait wait the, the caveat though is that we are talking about review scores. We're not necessarily talking about sales. Because I, I think I, I, I heard a um uh, a recent figure of Elden Ring like Elden Ring is like the best selling game in the last year based off of how mm-hmm. much how much I think it's, sold yeah. now or something. Yeah, yeah. It's an insane amount. Yeah. Yeah. But like I, I think it comes to review scores. Because I, I think yes, the Elden Ring fan base is 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 rabid for their content and Elden Ring is a good game. I think the fan base for Bethesda is also rapidness for their content, and they are so lenient on the well, they're not, DJ, they're not going to be. Because Fallout 76 so? happened, and then Fallout 4 happened. Fallout 4 was the game where they were like, it's more Fallout. This is good, mm-hmm. but it's just more Fallout. Mm-hmm. 76 happened. I think they were they, also saying they were dumbing it down yeah. compared to Fallout 2 and New Se- Order. 76 happened, and all people talked about were the bugs in that game. Yeah, Everyone talked about the bugs in the game because they already didn't like the concept of Fallout 76 because it wasn't like a straightforward single player. Yeah, offer. yeah. Well, I, I think that Fallout fans would not be up in arms about 76 the way they were if the mm. marketing behind that game wasn't garbage where they weren't sending people like plastic bags instead of like, like <laughs> oh, bags. Yeah. <laughs> you're oh, you're yeah. getting Man. all the shit that happened in 76. If the game wasn't as consistently broken as yeah. all the other Bethesda games, like they would have forgiven it of all those sins of it, it being what it was, and I think Bethesda would have moved forward instead of being in a three months of like, oh man, we are getting no good press with this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to remember they would, they couldn't even give it away at one point. Yeah, and yeah. then you also have to couple that with the fact that we also exist in a world where Witcher Three came out in that time period, <laughs> which is like, oh yeah, Witcher Three yeah. was hey man, ignoring what happened with CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Would you think of the game that came out and they're like, hey man, this is the type of Elder Scroll Western RPG that people want yep. without yep. all the bullshit that is in Bethesda games. So I'm like, that's true. My confidence in Starfield beyond it actually coming out at the end of the year, which is up in the air for me. I think it's a 60, 40 possibility it, it does come out. 
but there's a strong mm-hmm. chance that okay. like if anything's wrong with that game, it gets pushed hard. Like they can't afford to have any blemishes or bugs. And because yeah. that's going to be the narrative. Like, oh man, they made a great game, but they've still not learned after all these years of development and how to make a game with all those issues. Right. Yeah, we'll we'll see though. We'll see. I, I I'm still pretty confident in Starfield coming out and the the zealots of Bethesda games doing their godly duty. Yeah. I'm confident Starfield comes out and at the very least, if it's not buggy, it's an mm-hmm. eight game. Yeah. But I'm I don't hoping think, nine because I have it on my list. <laughs> but I don't I don't think a game this year will beat Elden Ring unless God of War is a ten. Mm, mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's crazy that we're talking about like a game of the year uh pick being so strong and we're not even halfway through the year. <laughs> but we'll see. All right. Um yeah, okay, let's let's jump into the next thing. Okay, so story number two is from Kotaku.com. Uh, there are three stories. I'm just going to list them out, and then we can take them point by point. So uh, our number one bullet is from Kotaku.com, and it's from Ethan Gotts. Sony is requiring some game devs to provide free trials to PS Plus subscribers. That's number one. Number two, Sony confirmed this is from IGN, from Rebecca, uh, no, Robert Anderson. Sony confirms that he has stopped PlayStation Plus users stacking their membership. And then story number three, this is from Nick Tan from uh, PlayStation Lifestyle. Sony has apparently created a PlayStation game preservations team. I put all three of these stories together because they are all intersecting with what PlayStation Plus is going to be in certain ways. So yeah. uh, let's go best to worst, if that makes sense. Sony has apparently created a PlayStation game preservation team. Uh, this happened because a random game dev uh, changed his LinkedIn and said, hey, I'm working on a Sony game preservation team. He had previously done uh, preservation work for, I think, EA. And, mm-hmm. like, he did a GDC talk about game preservation. And it blew up into a story. And in a world where people are harping on game preservation and there's Sony's PS3 emulation problems, people are running away with this story and what it means for, uh, essentially, PlayStation Plus Premium and uh, the actual, like, games on that software. Um, I'm looking at uh, the story and I'm just remembering literally I have played every single game on here except for Final Fantasy 7 like Destruction Derby was one of the first PlayStation games I played yes that and Jumpin' Flash and Intelligent Cube the first GTA um, I only played the demo of uh, Metal Gear but Battle Arena Edition and like all of these goddamn takes me back context is an image on the story of a PlayStation Classic with about 8 games that's what Sean is talking about yeah so, okay, I'm I'm going to speak from a place of privilege as a person who grew up nice, in nice. this generation. Speak on it, White King. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't get to do this often. I should probably um, powder my face to make it more official. Anyways, um, this is not the generation that I need to be preserved. Like PS2, I feel like it's it's where it's at because, and mainly because you get a lot of upgraded versions of these games that are in a lot of ways just better so it's I, not I, about the game I know, itself I know, being I know, better i know it's more about learning like how they worked around limitations and stuff like right, that like right. you wouldn't <laughs> have elden ring without kingsfield which was the first yeah old type game and, and that, that's the thing like i totally get that and, and again like i'm speaking of 
a selfish place of privilege where an old game is old and I don't oh, see. Oh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Old game is old. My exact thoughts on this. I like that Sony is dedicating time and resources to preserving their back catalog. Yeah, now, what does this yeah. translate into being able to play those on the PlayStation 5? That's neither here or there for me, because ultimately, like, there's maybe one or two games from that generation that, like, I would play for, like, maybe... Actually, no, I would replay Mega Man Legends 2. And that's, like, a deep cut. You have to go to Capcom for that. So it's, like, so nothing that really interests me. I think that's my problem right there. Like, what you just said, Avery, like, the games that I remember, the games that I really enjoyed playing, they were exclusive to PlayStation, but they weren't made by PlayStation. So Mm -hmm. EA, like, you have... um, I don't even, I think Activision made um, like two extreme sports and, and stuff. Then mm-hmm. EA made SSX, like Namco made Tekken. Like all those games are the games that I'm just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm here for. Like, although I just sung one tune about old game is old. Now I'm switching my tune because if they bring back those games, of course, the games that interest me, I'm going to be down for this. Like if they can figure out how to get the old Armor Core games from FromSoft, sure, cool. I'll download them. I'm not going to play any goddamn one of them because they play horrible. But I'll be there to download it and have it in my library so I can show the new Gundam plays horrible. You play horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Right in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. um, Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you know, there's people who live and die by the classics. And this is definitely a move for them. I'm not one of those people. So this is just kind of a cool to have thing i'm more interested in one of the stories we'll be talking about very shortly so avery go ahead yeah uh uh, my last thought i think on this matter is my only thing about what this preservation stuff means is that i think the playstation 4 architecture of its store is what the playstation store will be going forward the playstation 4 yeah, that store, okay. which means PlayStation okay. 4, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 6 games will all exist on this one ecosystem as all, oh. everything goes backwards compatible going forward. Gotcha. This only means stuff to me if those games show up a la carte on that system. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you can just buy a game, like buy a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2 game here yeah. or there and not have to sign up for okay. one subscription to get everything. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Okay, so number two of this thing was the Kotaku story that Sony is requiring game devs to provide free trials to PS Plus subscribers. This is a double-edged sword of a story in that, from a consumer standpoint, this is the greatest news you could have ever heard. It's Sony's forcing every developer on their software to make free content for you so you can play it at your leisure. Uh, So I'm going to read a bit of the story. So the story... This is 10-year-old Sean's wet dream. <laughs> this is DJ's wet dream right now. Every game? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh for the PlayStation Plus premium tier, they had a game trials feature, which we didn't know what was. I at the time theorized it was going to be Sony first party games going forward would all have something that you could try. Like since they're not doing a game pass, those games are just going to be on that tier. Like, oh, here's a hour of Horizon or God of War. So you can decide if you want to play this game going forward. What we've learned is that if your game is $34 or higher, and we need a little bit of clarification, it's wholesale, which means I believe what you would make from the game itself Mm -hmm. selling it on PlayStation platform. So it's not a game that's $34. It's a game that actually translates to a game that's like around $50. 
Yeah, I think thirty four is what the dev would make. Yeah. Yes. And the, yeah. And then so to uh, how would I say this? Uh, you have to put out two hours of your game so people can try. They started to let devs know this. Uh, number one, however, they've told devs that you have a three month. This is not a grandfather thing. So if you've already put out a game before this goes to effect, you don't have to do anything about that. You're mm-hmm. clear. But if you're working on the game right now, you have up to about three months to put out a game trial, and you have access to get rid of that game trial after 12 months. So full oh, year. After you, okay. So you don't have to put it out forever. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, they're also giving you the stipulation that, hey, if you don't want to do a game trial, you can put out a demo. We're going to judge that on a case-by-case basis. So you can't be like, I right, hear the demo. Uh, it's a five minute area that we made for you to play around in. So PlayStation's gonna be like, mm-hmm. no, we're not gonna let you like uh, gank us like that. <laughs> Cheat the system. Gank yeah, the yeah, customers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is all in the PlayStation uh, uh, premium tier. From a consumer standpoint, nothing wrong with this. From a developer standpoint, I uh, get to work <laughs> working on more content. There's also an addendum which I, mm-hmm. I need a little bit more clarification in that Sony has come out and said that their PlayStation Store team is also going to be uh, handling the two-hour demo. Make integral those two-hour demos. No, no, no the game trial. We, we, we no, have to yeah. be specific well, that it's well, game, trial, tr- game trial. Game trial, my bad. Yeah. yeah. So I am... You can't tell right now, but my left leg is buzzing with this news. I am... So excited. Mm-hmm. As Sean said, the, the 10-year-old Sean or, or two-year-old Sean, I'm not sure exactly what number he threw out there, but he threw out a number. And that, uh, that Sean is uh, essentially me right now. I cannot wait to have these demos, or I'm sorry, demo slash game trials available because that is the one thing that I have spoken from the balconies of the Press X Start podcast that I wanted demos or game trials just to figure out if i like this game before spending a whole 70 dollars on the thing uh, yeah and i am so happy that playstation is doing this and i think in terms of the way that this is presented as it being like forcing devs to do x y and z they're not forcing the devs to do anything like the devs have a choice to do the demos if the devs don't want to do the demos then the playstation team will do the game trials yeah, because I mean, it's a it's a big ask to ask somebody to spend their hard earned, even when it was sixty dollars on a game. Because I mean, knowing what we know now, you can't really trust reviews. Yeah, yeah, uh, because a big majority of them, right? Because the developers, we've seen stuff, especially like Gran Turismo, where the game reviewed one way, and then after the reviews were posted, and like a week after the game launched, the team just put out like microtransactions, and everyone was just like. What is this? I, I didn't even mean like that. I just meant like a lot oh. of reviewers are pressured to uh, review a game highly because, you know, that's the way their bonuses are tied to or whatever, no, you know. No, that is absolutely. Like well, I get what you're saying, Some Sean. Some people, the Metacritic. But I, I don't want to put oh. that out into the world as a thing that here's how it really goes when it comes to game reviews. It's not. No, 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 no. I no, mean, no. that's like police don't have quotas. <laughs> no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Just, wait. just, just, just no, to I, clarify what Sean said. What Sean is saying, the Metacritic is tied into the bonuses for a lot of game devs. But the idea for that the game, game re- yes, but the idea that game reviewers yeah. are, are then are manipulating game scores to help out devs is a patently false thing from yeah. most high-tier game. I, I don't mean it in that manner. I think, I think Sean just misspoke. It's, it's more of an unspoken thing, like I was saying, like police don't have quotas at the end of the month type thing. Like some reviewers will not get future games 
you know, previews or whatever. They don't review stuff highly, stuff like, like yeah. that. Like publishers will take away things from that. But here's the thing: a publisher can't stop you from buying the game and then reviewing it. That just means you don't get a review code. Yeah, I hear you. But yeah, um, I'm super excited for this and. I just look forward for the opportunity to play. Um, you gonna be like Jordan up in this joint? I'm playing fifty <laughs> games at once, but for only two hours. <laughs> hey man, that's all I need. Uh, right? Like Drake said, one time is fine with me. <laughs> oh man! All right, uh, Avery. What, what's the worst out of all of this? Oh, well, the worst know? is relative because it depends on what type. If this is worse for Sean. Like for, yeah. for me and you, this story means absolutely nothing because we would have never thought to do this. But every conversation I have with Sean is like, how can I game this system <laughs> to, to work for me? <laughs> so I, wait, wait. Uh, actually, no, you, you tell the article and then I have a very quick story that is very embarrassing on my part. Go ahead. Okay, so yeah, Sony confirms that stop PlayStation Plus due to stacking their membership. So a while ago, people realized that PlayStation communicated to us that your PlayStation Plus current membership will be converted to the new tier, which is going to be relatively more expensive, especially like places now you can get it for $60 and then it's going to get upgraded to premium immediately, which is like $120 wholesale, which means you're, you're, no, they have changed that now. So that's, uh, what, that's, that's part of the story. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, the first thing they did was they immediately cut that out and then they immediately realized that, Oh, long story short, people were buying multiple versions of card, codes for PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, and all that. And Sony has temporarily stopped the ability to stack content. So you can't now, if you bought 15 PlayStation Plus cards for a full year of PlayStation Plus, you can't use those cards until, this is where everything's vague, until they A, restart the stacking ability, or B, your PlayStation Plus already runs out. Yeah, yeah. So you can only use the cards one at a time, essentially. Yes. Uh, so before you continue, I have a quick little story. It's not about stacking, but it's about the PlayStation membership. So for, uh, I'm going to say a very long time, because if I out the specific time, I look even worse. But um, recently, I just checked my PlayStation subscription and I changed it from the uh, like the three month thing to a yearly subscription. <laughs> oh, man, you were paying uh, extra money for no reason. I was. I totally was. <laughs> Why were you not getting your your keys off of cdkeys.com like I was? I am good until next Christmas of yeah. December 2023. Jesus. <laughs> so what I was going to say, Avery, because it doesn't look like it's in this uh, article. Basically, people were buying, you know, the 12 month PlayStation Now codes to try to stack those. Mm-hmm. hoping that they would convert to premium. And it looks like any 12-month PlayStation Now shits are now being converted because you bought it for $60. Allegedly, they're converting it to they, six months versus Yeah, these. they put out a graph, I think, a couple days ago that oh, was going to be the actual conversion for mm-hmm. all the memberships going forward. And I believe what Sean is saying is absolutely correct in that it's no longer being like... It's not one for one. It's, not, it's no longer going to yeah. be one for one. Yeah, <laughs> we see that you bought a twelve-month subscription for PlayStation Now. The only, but in this new world, that's about worth four days. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a story that sucks, 
but I'm personally ambivalent towards because like it, it doesn't affect me in any way, shape, or form. But it's one of those stories that's like inherently is sucks if you were that person who went out to like your local Target or something, bought yeah. like three and like I I got this, and you come home can't use all of them, so you spent X amount of dollars and you have quote unquote dead codes like that absolutely sucks. I feel sorry for you. Apparently, you had to feel- call into customer service and they had to like reauthenticate or some shit. Oh yikes! From what I can gather, what and what I've heard just anecdotally from other people is that ultimately it comes down to Sony didn't do any of this. Like they didn't put, when they did the rollout that changed anything, they didn't do any of this because they didn't expect large groups of people to do it. But immediately mm-hmm. when they didn't put the uh, asterisks over all the changes, that's when everyone and their mom started putting out stories about you can make X, Y, and Z deal on PlayStation Plus going forward. And then suddenly what was going to be like a 1% chance of people like gaming the system became like, a five percent chance and higher of gaming the system. So they're like, all right, we gotta do something now. Yeah, I went to go to a, a Home Depot and I found the last PlayStation Now card on the uh, little rack, and it yeah. was not ringing up. And the girl's like, "Where'd you get? Did you bring this into the store? Like, where'd you find this?" I'm like, "It was the last one on the rack," but they wouldn't allow me to uh, purchase it, unfortunately. Wow. So yeah, it sucks for the people trying to stack memberships. I've had a year membership for PlayStation Plus since I've had it. So it's like, this has never been a thing I thought of doing because like I'd like something could go wrong with the service and like I don't mm-hmm. want to have it for like 12 years for some weird reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when I was getting the cars at 25 and $30, why not just pick up two or three at a time? Yeah. Two for the price of one. Like just just to go back to my story because now I'm actually thinking about it. At one point, I did have the yearly subscription for a good amount of time, and I'm not exactly sure how it switched over to the three month thing. Blame your wife. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, that's the bevy of Sony PlayStation Plus stories. Uh, a lot of interesting news. A lot of man news. A lot of ant news. That being said, what are your feelings about PlayStation Plus going forward? I'm a most definitely get it. That you can get premium. I mean, we're all getting it because we all have places in plus. But I mean, like in terms of the higher tiers, the premium. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cop it. I mess with it. Um, like right now, I'm kind of in a drought. Although I do have Elden Ring to finish and Sivu to finish, mm-hmm. I'm playing other stuff right now, which we'll get into. And we're you're, we're not in a drought right now. It's called backlog season. You can smell mm-hmm. it in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it smells like gun to me. You know what I mean. <laughs> but um yeah like i think the news of the demo and, and and free trial stuff that has been the most convincing means of getting me to upgrade to premium because that is something that i have desperately asked for and it's it's kind of like playstation has been listening to our podcast and our podcast alone and they heard what i said and they were like we got you dj we got you so with that, places is not calling you DJ. They're calling you Donald. Yeah, actually, I think they have me. Uh, I think I, I think I have Donald on my account. <laughs> <laughs> I need to change that. <laughs> DJ here. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I'm. This is probably the closest I'll ever be to like dropping that money to get premium. But I, I think what's going to happen, like realistically, is that it's going to drop. I'm going to wait probably a month or two to see exactly the games that get the trials and stuff and see if it's really worth it. And then I'll mean, probably in regards to the trials, every game over $50 is getting a trial, which is pretty much yeah, every yeah. AAA game. 
Yeah, but it, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, all of the games are going to have the trials, and then like when you actually think about it, it's like, I'm I'm probably just going to play Gundam. I'm just I'm just going to hmm. play Gundam. But I, I'm you know I'm just gonna. It's one of those things where like I'm excited for the blue wave, but I got to actually pick out the fish in the blue wave to make sure that they're all edible. You know what I mean? I really wish fish you didn't fun. call the blue wave. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish we didn't just suddenly turn this into a political podcast. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My mind was like, how can I connect it with the Nintendo thing? Isn't it Blue Ocean? That's what it is. Dang, I done. <sighs> yeah. I guess. I guess now this podcast is a political podcast. We can probably get more viewers or listeners. Who we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Three black guys talking about politics. No one's listening to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if we put on some brown leather jackets and horn rim glasses. Oh, actually, I have both. Oh, look at that. Okay, all right. That's one of us. I need to go. And I am wearing them pants. Get those pants. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Avery, what's next? This is a super interesting story that popped off, and I'm hearing a lot of the streets are talking about this one. Uh, Mm. So this is from GameIndustry.biz. It's from uh, James Bachelor. Yuji Naka took Square Enix to court over unfinished Balan Wonderland. If you all remember, Balan Wonderland was a game that released last year, which was a spiritual successor to Nights into Dreams, and was absolutely awful. I played it. Trash. Now let me let me let me ask you a question, Avery. You yeah. you started that by saying, if you remember, I don't think there was any possible way that we could not forget Balan Wonderland. <laughs> Yes, that first, game. Yeah, the first level just had a a giant man in the middle of it, just looking into the distance, unfeeling. <laughs> every every button is action button. I just yeah, yeah I think I, I I spoke very ill of the game when we played. <laughs> right. That I, game I, that game screamed my very first game. Yeah, I, I hope one of you put it on your fantasy league. <laughs> no, I don't think when that came out, um, we weren't doing the fantasy league yet. When, oh when did it come Lord! Out? Last year, last year, it came out in twenty twenty one. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. They put out something like that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty one. Well, okay, let's go into the actual story itself and why it is an interesting story. In that, Yuji Naka claims that first of all, uh, context: Balan One One has a fifty one on Metacritic. So, wow, that high? Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> in a Twitter thread, he claimed a business order removed him as the game's director around half a year before launch. And then he filed a lawsuit against Square over the matter after the fact. So mm-hmm. the reason he uh, hasn't spoke about the game since then was he wasn't the game's director in the final stretch of the game. And from what it sounds like, Square wanted the game to come out at a certain time. He looked at the game and said, it's not ready. Square didn't give a fuck about like delaying the game. They just wanted to put it out. So they removed him after pushback, and they just uh, went forward with the game as is. And if you look at Square's track record, games like The Quiet Man, uh, they have a track record of doing this with weird experimental AA-esque games that they just kind of shit out and then Babylon's fall and then like mm. do horribly and the square just goes, keeps walking, which is one of those things where I'm like, why do this? And here's some little bit of insight into that. My only pushback into this is uh, Imran Khan from uh, a fan bite, formerly of Kind of Funny. He exerted that he's heard some 
interesting stuff about Yuji Naka, which puts doubt into a little bit of his claims based on the type of person that he is. But inherently, this is a wild video game story. Yeah, yeah. It just to just to go back to the uh, Square making these weird moves. It, I think it was. It was it was sometime recently I was thinking about this. I think I think I was thinking about this when this story broke and I was just like is Square Enix a bad company? I mean all companies are bad. I, all companies are bad in a, in, in, some in a very form or fashion. Way. Yeah, but like is I, I I think I think I'm coming around to like viewing Square Enix like I view like EA in a way. I mean, not, I wouldn't put them. Yeah, EA, EA, EA being like the worst company, but like I, I don't, I don't look at screenings positively. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one of the things where it just kind of dawned on me. It's just like, yeah, they like Guardians of the Galaxy. They said that underperform. I think Tomb Raider. They said was it Tomb Raider. I don't know. They, they just have a game. lot of goodwill from Final Fantasy and uh and Kingdom Hearts. That's all. Yeah. Oh, that's Final Fantasy. Fantasy. I, I think I think the goodwill of Kingdom Hearts is a little um. No, the goodwill, the goodwill is still there. The, like the, the, issue, the, issue, the issue you're falling into is you stop being a Kingdom Hearts fan, they, the Kingdom Hearts fan still exists in a large number. So even mm, when you yeah. sit there and you're yeah. like, there's nothing exciting about Kingdom Hearts. The Kingdom Hearts fans are being like, I'm included. Being like, oh, you have nothing for? Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm excited. I'm excited for four. But not, you're excited to just play a game called Kingdom Hearts 4. They're excited. I mean, like, oh, how many Zane Hearts are there going to be in this game? uh but yeah um this is one of the things where it's just like man this kind of sucks but as avery was talking about where um emron khan did some more investigating on this and there was stories and stuff about how uh yuji wasn't necessarily a great manager yeah yeah well i'm just gonna quote imran because it's not only a story about it but this is his direct quote it's real tempting to believe naka here but he has a reputation of being very hard to work with it kind of sounds like a soup had a lot of bad ingredients so from this i'm inferring that the game wasn't doing well and it wasn't doing well not because of the time period that square put on it but his management of the game's development yeah yeah and they just cut the losses and just put the game out Right. And I think just to add on to this, there was, um, I think, uh, I forget what podcast I was listening to. Someone made a really good point on that, like, yeah, like, even if the game wasn't finished in terms of its time, there was a lot of just bad design choices in the game. Like, the fact that all the buttons on the controller did the same did thing the same, is a yeah. bad design choice. Like, it's, it doesn't matter how much time you give the game, like, there's just bad design stuff happening here. So, yeah. Yeah. To your point about Square being a bad company, once again, PlayStation, you've got money, just buy Square. If you bought Square, like games like The Quiet Man, Balan Wonderland, uh, fucking uh, uh, Babylon's Fall, they wouldn't happen because you're PlayStation and you would have saw that shit and been like, nah, 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 nah. we're taking your dev kits away. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that game? Yeah, give me all that shit. That you, shit. you remember that game? Uh, it's I forgot what it's called. I, I played like a couple of hours of it. It's actually a really good game. But like, apparently, PlayStation went to the dev team, saw the game, oh and said, "No, nah, we're just taking the dev kids back. We don't want any part of this game." <laughs> you could put this out on Game Pass. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, we're taking your dev kids. <laughs> You're in timeout. <laughs>
Uh, okay. Don't you ever play right. with me or my son again. <laughs> All right, what's next, Avery? Okay, so this is a duo of Activision Blizzard stories. Uh, and there's one amendment that I forgot to put in here, but it's actually a good story to add context. So number one, Activision Blizzard loses 60 million monthly active users in the past year. The company has 372 million active users as of March 31st, down from 435 million last year. Uh, this is from Eddie McCooch from GameStop, the number 10 Elden Ring website on the internet. <laughs> Eddie McCooch. I like that name. But this is a sort of vague-ish story, and like 60 million sounds like a wow but then you look at the contacts and it's like oh you were at 435 and now you're at 372 as <laughs> doesn't seem as dire but it does tell you right. how their games and their products have been suffering as of late and then you add to this i got from business wire um this is from wait who is this from huh. i don't see a name here so i'm just gonna say from business wire activision blizzard stockholders approve proposed Microsoft transaction. So, hey, the Microsoft transaction is going through and all the corporate stuff has gone through. The only thing is left is one of the FTC has anything to say to it. And that's the most interesting part of the story because the stock market thinks, no, it is not going through. And so a bunch of people have made big bets that it's not going through. But Warren Buffett has put the biggest bet and said, it is going through. Interesting. That's what the interesting part of the story is. Huh. Huh. So people are betting with their money. Yeah. The, the idea is that the uh, FTC and our, our government regulations are very anti-tech, big business monopolies, and they're going to see this and be like, who gives a shit about Game Pass? We're not letting Microsoft, the mega corporation, buy another uh, organization. Huge corporation. Yeah. Yeah. They done bought 13 other studios recently. <laughs> like, oh, it's, well, the, in, the, in the mindset, those are 13 small studios, not a $70 million publisher. Yeah, Man. it gets weird. It gets weird. I, I, I am also very interested to see how this really shakes out because, you know, there are moves being made, for example, the new Call of Duty. Like, you I would nine, imagine. You mean nine inch nails? <laughs> I, like, I, I guess right now there's no money being exchanged between Microsoft and Activision, right? Until nope. the deal fully nope. goes through. Okay. Well, yeah, that's fine then. It's, it's, it's business as usual, but Microsoft in the back end is being like, this deal is going through, so we've already made things easy. So, like, the minute this deal goes through, all the CODs are on yeah. our service for right. people who want to play multiplayer that doesn't work in 2022. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, yeah, those are our quick hits. All right. And that's been the quick hits. Before we jump into what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. It's us. Hey, everybody. Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure you keep getting the best last news reviews on all things video games? Then we need your help. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, share it with your friends, your family, frenemies, people down the street. Every little bit helps. To see what we're up to throughout the week, follow us on either Facebook and Instagram at PressX, the number two, Start on Twitter at PressX number 2S and on YouTube at PressX to Start TV. If you've done this, many thanks. You're one of the good ones. All right. 
Uh, now let's talk about what we have been playing. Avery, you said that you have been playing a game called Overwatch 2? I've been playing two games. Oh. Okay. But I only talk about Ghostwire before I talk about Overwatch. Go for it. So, as everyone knows, because I'm a man of my word, mm. to a certain extent, what if you believe my word? Uh, I beat and got the Platinum and Elden Ring, and that left me in a video game funk. I put at least, I think, two months of my life into that game and did 90% of all of its content, and like I was just in a fugue state afterwards. Nothing felt right. Like, I was trying to get the boys together to, like, play Apex Legends to, like, maybe jumpstart managers, and that didn't happen because, you know, herding cats. But uh, <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I have Ghostwire. I bought that because I thought I'd be done with Elder Ring in, like, three weeks. And so I jumped into Ghostwire, and I played about 30 to 45 minutes, and... I am not a fan of this game. <laughs> oh no! Wow. <laughs> game over, yeah! Like, I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and play the entire thing because literally we're in backlog season and I've got nothing better to do with my time. So I might as well just go through it. Play SpongeBob. No. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it. <laughs> do it. But like, Immediately, I can't tell if this is once again my Apex Legends first person shooter bias, just like ruining my uh, experience when it comes to first person games. But the game's locomotion feels so bad. And then it's a first, yeah. And then it's like the actual like aiming in first person because it's like the game is a shooter, but with like magic and shit just feels so stiff and awkward. I can't even figure out what my exact sense should be to have like. Be able to move across the screen comfortably, yeah. and then, as far as I can tell, I'm really early on. I only explored one level, and it's like this is just a series of hallways, and like I don't know. Like it, the game has stealth, but does it want it to be a stealth game? Is like there's any value being in a stealth game? And then like it's a shooter, but it really wants to be like a counter-based melee type of thing. It's just like I did not have fun playing Ghostwire. So Microsoft can have this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, Overwatch 2 came out. I have a pretty good gaming PC. Uh, like Valorant, they had drops for that game. Uh, and so it was really shocking to wake up one morning and look at Twitch to see that Overwatch 2 had 500k <laughs> viewers. And then FQC yeah. by himself had about half of those. Wow. So I sat in uh, former pro Overwatch player and now member of Plat Chat, a vast stream for about four hours to get a beta key. He ended his streams. I said, fuck, I can't get a key from there because I think what happens is that like they don't let you hop from stream to stream and have like multiple streams open to build a thing. You're just going to have to get it from one stream. So I fucked up there. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to XQC. He's the biggest person here. Let me get a beta key. I got a beta key. I got to play Overwatch 2 on PC. Let me ask you something. Yeah. When you say you get a beta key, like, does Twitch issue it because you were watching it? Yes. Or something? How does that? Okay. Yeah. I was like, going to say, like, Twitch, how does everybody get one? Twitch does these things called drops in that there's like a, uh, a I guess, a locker system that Twitch has that, like, mm-hmm. certain games will have, like, drops enabled, which means that if you log in hours in that game, 
to a certain threshold, Twitch and therefore the game will give you something. More often than not, uh, it's bullshit cosmetic stuff. But every once in a while, it's mm. beta access to games. Like more recently, uh, if you were watching the ALGS uh, Split 2 playoffs in Sweden, you got a Horizon skin and a bunch of like banners and things like that. Innocuous. But like, I, I, was, yeah. I wasn't able to get one for Valorant ages ago. I, I just, okay, so I just wanted to jump back to you got the key by watching someone play Overwatch 2, right? Yeah. Yes. I wonder if that system contributes to the large number no, of that 100%. people. 100 yeah, percent okay but you say that but also that means that 500 000 people trying to get into overwatch 2. yeah that's mm-hmm. true that's true yeah yeah and who are willing to watch the content to get for eight hours yeah yeah that's pretty serious yeah so i jumped into overwatch 2. uh immediately it's very telling that this is the pre-stuff because like what I, I don't have a pc build of overwatch so i have mm-hmm. no cosmetics or anything like that so i'm on default wow. everything because like there's no cross progression in Overwatch as wow. of yet. We'll see. Maybe Xbox will change that since they're so uh, consumer friendly. Maybe we'll see. But like certain characters have their full redesigns out. They're in the game. Certain characters don't. So like I don't know what Diva's gonna look like in Overwatch 2, because she doesn't have her design out there. I know what Soldier's supposed to look at, but his new design is in the game. It's a lot of hero there. But actual playing the game. So wait, what what characters were available? In- all the characters, all the characters. All the oh, characters okay. plus soldiers. There's just like certain characters that are clearly they haven't either finished a rework for or they're redesigned mm-hmm. for. And so that stuff's not in the game. Okay, so you just get the the old character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is fun. She feels very much like a pseudo Apex character in that okay. she has a slide. She's a very mobile character. Uh, she's very pseudo Soldier 76, but with a more hard hitting gun. So she's like, it was easy for me to get into playing her. Uh, okay. The new tank system is weird in that a lot of characters have been fully reworked to like, like they don't want shields anymore. Oh, interesting. Like the old Overwatch meta of like, you're playing Orisa, Sigma, and uh, Reinhardt, and you're just fucking sitting in front of the point, just absorbing damage for your team. That's gone. Like, uh, I didn't play Sigma, but I'm pretty sure Sigma and Reinhardt are the only two characters with shields, and you can only pick one of them. So if you pick Ryan, then for his shield, you're losing out on what you could also get, which is a brawler. And that's what's interesting is that Doomfist has become, he's gone from DPS to full-on tank, which means they've upped his, like, health, and he's just, like, a, he's not broken, but he's now a super annoying character <laughs> to play against uh, because it's all that Doomfist mobility on a character who's, like, just as survivable as fucking Roadhog. Does he have the same kit from the first? Yes and no. They've okay. changed. He can't combo moves anymore. Like they combine two of his moves into a single move, so you lose a lot of that sort of like, uh, like, like straight punch. Uh, wait a mm-hmm. second, uppercut, ground pound. It's now like uppercut into ground pound. So it's like, uh, you, okay, you lose a lot of that. Yeah. However, I will say the biggest change to this game, which is going to suck for a lot of people, is supports suck in this game. Yikes. Like, if you're not playing Lucio and Moira, who have self-sustainability in their movement tech, like, you're just going to get melted playing any other support, trying to do really? anything. Yeah, because I, I, without a second tank to peel for you, yeah. you're just out in the open, most fights. And so, so you like, have to stick with the tank if you're a support. Well, yeah, but you, there's only one tank now, and so, yeah. like, 
if that tank goes down, you're pretty much dead. Yeah, it's like it's it's bad. Like Lucio and mm. Moira have survivability in their kit, and that Lucio's movement and Moira's fade pretty much allow them to get in and out of engagements. So they they feel great. Mercy feels okay, and Anna is dependent on like if you're a good shot. But like if you're playing Zenyatta and Baptiste, no, more Zenyatta, it's like GGs if you get caught. Yeah. Is Zenyatta um, redesigned in this, or is it? The they haven't changed anything okay. about Zenyatta. The only characters okay. they've changed so far are Doomfist, Orissa, Sombra, Bastion. I think yeah, they changed those four characters. Okay. Do we know if they're going to change all the characters, or is it just the well, a few characters they're going to? Oh, they also changed uh, Brig because they got rid of crowd control, so there's no CC moves in the game anymore. Mm. So like. Oh, interesting. So, like, I believe that will move characters and like reposition characters in battle. Most of them are gone. I think Lucio yeah. still has his, but I didn't play any Lucio, so I don't even know if he does have it. But mm. it, it, it's interesting. <laughs> I will say this it is a more brawly arena shooter type of game now. Yeah. The slow paced tactics of like of the old Overwatch is kind of gone because yeah. of the way this game works now. Like, like uh, I, I'm pretty sure all DPS characters move a little bit faster. Uh, all support characters have an auto heal, and I forgot what all can't characters oh, have. Interesting. So it's like shit is always popping off. Yeah. Well, uh, me, you, Douglas, and uh, Marcus can play five on five. I'll give this one a shot. Like the with my so two far. hour game trial, <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation Plus Premium. <laughs> but um, yeah. So from from what you said, like it it sounds interesting, and I think it kind of gets at some of the problems that i had with overwatch one i i think you know it's going to come down to if may stays the same or if they redesign her or if they get change her frost stuff up because that was my favorite character um no your favorite character was the random button in overwatch <laughs> we would be playing for three hours and like dj like oh man dj's fair is really good we're winning and he's like i'm bored of this i want to play a different character why are you changing it up <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about pharaoh oh my gosh yeah pharaoh all right so those are the games that you've been playing avery i'll just go ahead and jump in front of sean um, you know, Elden Ring, I'm pretty much, uh, I could have been done with the game by this recording, but I decided to do the side story stuff. So I just kind of wrapped up that stuff. Like I did the, the Fia's quest. I did, um, that's the only person I remember because that's the last quest I did. Anyways, I'm, I'm at the Haug Tree area. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how close I am to, uh, Millennia. Millennia? Did you get to the, uh, okay. So when you get to the second area of the Haug Tree, have you gotten to the other end of that area? Because if you've gotten to the other end of that area, you're probably maybe five to ten minutes away from Millennia. Okay. I am at the, like, swamp area you have to kind of wade through. Okay, then you're literally, like, five minutes away from Millennia, then. Bet. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, I, I'm, I'm close to her. And once I fight and beat her, then I'm going to just wrap this game up with a bow and, and be done with it. Um, other than that, though, I actually played a new game that's not Genshin Impact or Gundam. Uh, we got Nintendo Switch Sports, guys. Mm, the the, the Wii Sports Two. So the game is really cool. It, it don't don't expect it to be a complete upgrade from the Wii Sports. Don't expect it to be like this second coming of the game. Like, it's just a really good 
Wii Sports 1.5 essentially, but like you mm. get new avatars, you get like you get all of the accoutrements of the Nintendo Switch technology into Wii Sports essentially. So bowling was very much so one of the games that I love playing from Wii Sports, and it was it was one of the games that I quickly figured out how to. Uh, exploit essentially because you just turn the Wii controller to the side and you can just get a perfect curve whatever but all this to say that um, me and Shireen got the game and we immediately challenged each other and Shireen is just off screen with her hand raised because she's like I beat you I beat you in in the games and yes yes Shireen did beat me in the games are you happy okay um so we played tennis, we played volleyball, we played badminton, we played bowling, and we played the sword fighting game. Mm-hmm. It was all a lot of fun. Um, a lot of those games are... We didn't play soccer. We'll do that eventually. Uh, I'm not super interested in how the soccer is presented in that game. I'm actually waiting for the golf, which is interesting. Um yeah, I'd say out of all the games we play, tennis still feels very much so like Wii Sports Tennis. Uh, the bowling feels different. It feels way more responsive because the Nintendo Switch controllers are, you know, just better at the capturing motion or whatever. Um, mm. The badminton, we played like three games. No, we played two games of that, and it was very much so like we're just hitting the the shuttlecock back and forth. And it's like, mm. yeah, it, it, it's it's very much so. I think that game probably needs the most tweaking because it offers the most control in terms of you can hit it to the left or to the right pretty easy, but it doesn't feel great. I think that's what they need to work on for that or, 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 or fix or whatever. Um, volleyball is interesting. I think that's probably the most... Um, control intensive game that I've played so far. I haven't played soccer, as I said, so I don't know about that one, but volleyball is pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I think overall, this is a very um, pretty good package of games. I think this would capture the same um, party feel that Nintendo or uh, Wii Sports did back when it came out. I think. The only thing that's hampering this game is COVID and the threat of COVID and, and threat of you bringing COVID over. I don't like party games for people. Yeah. So um, other than that, it's fun. I, we had a good time. We're definitely going to be returning to it. I won't, don't know how long, though, but yeah. Fun, fun. All right. Uh, Sean, what have you been playing? Ha! So for some reason, one day, a couple weeks back, I just said uh, I feel like playing SpongeBob. Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to platinum this. Oh, and, wow. I th- <laughs> and I think I mainlined the game for uh, a week or something. I, d- I don't know why I played this like incessantly. Hmm. And I feel like if you want to... Did you play the original? No. Oh, I probably okay. did, but I don't remember. Let me see. It says I platinumed it in five days and seven hours. Um, Jeez. If you feel like punishing your child, give them this to play. This game is really <laughs> freaking frustrating, but I was like, you know what? I already got my foot in. I'm going to finish this shit. Okay. So um, for the people who have no idea what kind of game or what style of game this is, like, what is this? Uh, platformer slash collectathon. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Like, I thought it was just going to be a little kitty game. Like, yeah, just smash this game real quick. Give me a quick, easy platinum. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's not 
super difficult. It's just some of the shit is kind of uh the the hit detection, the uh the preciseness of it is just not there to where like it feels satisfying to play. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I mean I I, I finished that. Um and then I went back to GTA three. So I, I, I bought the trilogy when it came out and then I started playing GTA three. And when it originally released back in 2000, who knows, whatever, I did 100% the game. So, like, you know what? I can do it again. And I'm not sure if they raised the aggressiveness of some of the gangs, but, like, I got maybe 80 to 90% through the story. And then I went back to try to, like, collect all the little hidden packages and do all the little side missions. Like, you could be a paramedic and pick up sick people on the side of the road and do the vigilante Mm -hmm. missions and be a fire truck, you know, firefighter, all that stuff. Be a fire truck. <laughs> yeah. And there are some sections of the game where you literally just cannot drive through because uh, I think one spot where the mafia is, they spawn like a good 10 at a time and they all have shotguns. And if you get shot, if your car gets shot with a shotgun like at least two, three times, your car just insta explodes. Oh, wow. So I, I ended up restarting the game. <laughs> And uh, starting from scratch just to do all the vigilante missions where you're playing the police, all the fire mm-hmm. truck missions, all ambulance. Like, I literally collected everything and then did all the uh, the missions. Um, so I just platinum that and now I'm moved on to Vice City, which oddly enough, I played GTA 3 multiple times. I've only played uh, Vice City once. Yeah. When yeah. back when it came out back in. Uh, Shit, way back two thousand. Yeah, I, I think I only Four? played Vice. City no, no, no. O two. I want to say it came out in O two. And then um, yeah, you know what? Now I'm curious. <laughs> um, but then yeah, and then I I only played uh San Andreas once, and I never actually completed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let me GTA see. Initial was, release date October two thousand two. Yeah. Yeah, GTA was a game that I would play until i got bored and just kind of stopped playing it like i i think i want to say that i beat uh vice city i think i beat san andreas i don't think i beat gta 3 now I think about it i definitely didn't beat or did i beat gta 4 i think i beat gta 4 now hmm. i'm thinking about it, i actually beat it more of them than i thought i did i think the only right. one i have not finished is chinatown wars and that's the one that originally released on uh, um Game Boy Advance, and then maybe like Vice City Stories, I think they came out with. But um, I didn't play either. I've played all the GTAs. Okay. Um. Right. So right now I'm just trying to play, and I'm uh Vice City. Like Avery said, this is backlog season. I'll get to see who I'll get to Elden Ring eventually. But yeah. uh, I think the next biggest thing for me coming out maybe that I'm looking forward to is maybe like Saints Row. Okay. Yeah, I think Saints Row is the next on the the actual. Now, I didn't steal it from Blessing Junior, but the <laughs> AV Williams video game catalog of games like Oliver <laughs> Williams, Zach Reeves, and playing. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I am after I wrap up Elden Ring, I'm gonna go back to seafood. My plan is to do Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island because I didn't get to do that, and I you know really enjoyed that game. So you're gonna get your ass kicked. Am I? I can't wait. After being away from that game so long, I don't yeah. know if you remember well, me saying mm, the difficulty was slightly higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, you make a point though. Yes. Well, hey, everyone, don't look forward to Avery Williams playing new games till fucking August. <laughs> I'm just going. I just looked at my fucking. What I'm actually like super interested in playing, and I'm like, 
oh, this is absolutely nothing. May, yeah. May, I was hoping for for smoking. Oh. That got pushed to fucking October. Mm-hmm. I forgot I'm, Sniper Elite comes out. There's always the so, quarry, okay. but like the quarry might it depends on how I feel at going into the quarry. When is that coming out? Mm, May. I believe. Oh no, May. June 10th. June. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. You know. And and there's always a possibility. There's always space in our heart for new games that we didn't know about that's coming out the next day, you know? I mean, if you look at the calendar, both July and August are two months where like there have to be games that People are just not talking about coming out because they look barren. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, do Xenoblade Chronicles three, but yeah, I I didn't finish two, so I'm not interested in jumping neither. back on the Switch and playing mm. more. All I'm saying is that July looks like a good month for God of War, you know, or even June. You know what? I may go back and finish Breath of the Wild at some point. Wow, don't even lie to yourself like that. <laughs> I'm one right. divine beast away from finishing that game, so maybe I'll join you. I only, I only did one divine beast. Jeez, y'all got farther than I did. <laughs> I'll point out, I played the game once on uh, fucking Wii U, and I got two divine beasts down, and then I had to replay it again when I got a Switch, and I'm oh. three divine beasts down. Still the same opinion I have about that game. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, well, I think that's it. I think I think we've done it. I think we have secured another podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification button on your favorite YouTube channel. Um, quick little announcement. I just uh, finished the sign-up for our podcast to appear on iHeartRadio. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you got some friends that um are iHeartRadio um zealots, I don't I don't know what the fan base of that podcast thing is called. But um yeah, and if that's the only thing that stopped them from listening to our podcast, tell them that it's 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 on iHeartRadio and tell them to listen to our podcast. Threaten them if you have to, you know. Whatever. I'm fine. We're fine with that. Um yeah, yeah. After you do that, you, you take care, you have a good day, and you uh, wash your hands. Peace out. <laughs>